Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg. She's the president of CarQ, which is America's leading consumer buying service. She's also an affiliate of MoneyAnswers.com. And she's also the president of the National Association of Buyers Agents, which is an organization that helps uh, people buy cars and get good deals on cars. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Linda. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's nice to be with you and with your audience. So just tell us briefly the story of how you got into the car business, uh, typically on the dealer side, and then how you switched to becoming a consumer advocate. I started by responding to an ad. (laughs) and ended up working for an automobile leasing company. Uh, I liked the idea so much of leasing as opposed to financing or paying cash for automobiles that I decided to follow it as a career. And after being in the industry itself for about 13 years, I decided that consumers needed fair and equitable representation. Thus started CarQ. So tell us about what a... CarQ just went from there. Um, CarQ arranges the purchase, lease, or financing of any new make or model vehicle anywhere in the country. So tell us what a car buyer's agent does and how that's different from other services you might hear about that say they can help you get the best deal in a car as well. There is one primary question that needs to be asked. Do you get paid by car dealers? Car Q does not. Uh, Our process is representing the consumer exclusively. And that has to be done without a conflict of interest. You cannot get paid by a car dealer if you're representing the consumer because then that car buying service, such as Carvana or Auto Buy Tell or True Car, their process means that the car that you're buying includes a hidden commission that they're receiving, and that hidden commission is in the selling price of the car you buy. So for every car buying situation, always ask the agency, are you compensated by the dealer, the lender, or the manufacturer? Is it hidden? I mean, if you go to True Car or Auto Buy Tell and you ask them, are you getting paid by the car manufacturer or dealer? Do they say no or not? I mean, are they just lying? They would be lying. <laughs> and it's hard to get in this day and age where truth seems to be so difficult for some people to tell. Um, it is a struggle. But if a consumer is smart, they'll keep questioning until they find that they're getting the right answer. Uh, eventually, these folks will have to uh, admit that they are compensated on some level. Either they'll sell you their earning monthly fees or they'll come up with some rationalization. But the reality is you're going to spend more for your vehicle 
more for your financing or your leasing because where a commission is involved, there is that conflict of interest. So typically, how much are these services charging? Is it based on the price of the car or, or what kind of fees are they typically getting? Most of the services can earn an average of 1000 to $2,000 commission from the dealers with whom they network. Car charge is a fixed fee. We are not paid by car dealers, so you can be assured that the fee that you pay is all that you pay, and there's no hidden agenda. And that is so important to saving money. So the, whatever the, they're paying, 1000 to 2000 commission, is that added on? If you had the same car, the same dealer, and you were getting it through True Car Auto by Tell, and you were getting it through CarQ, your price would be lower by that amount of the commission, roughly? Is that by the way that it works? By that amount of the commission. And if you're talking, um, let's say, a Honda Accord, the auto broker or the auto by tell or the true car is going to be earning their commission and then they're going to hide it in the selling price of the car and it could be 500 it could be a thousand but the average i have found from talking to dealers is that they're paying out an average of about a thousand to two thousand dollars per car based on the make and the model and the selling price of that vehicle. Is this legal? I mean, does the Federal Trade Commission know about this and is okay with it? Well, auto brokers are licensed in most states. So they're licensed as car dealers. And because they're licensed as car dealers, they can earn a commission from another car dealer. And it shouldn't be fair. It's certainly not equitable. And it shouldn't be allowed. But sustaining a business is a very, uh, it's difficult to sustain a business. And these companies have huge overhead. So, indeed, they need to make that commission from the dealers with whom they network. CarQ, on the other hand, being a representative of the com- of the consumer exclusively doesn't have the kind of overhead that some of these other companies do. This is a service. We're not selling cars. How much people can people expect to save when buying a car through CarQ compared to if they went in through a local dealer on their own and you know made a deal directly off the street, basically? Our average savings is up to $3,800 off manufacturer's suggested retail price. But let me identify that. If you're buying a Honda Fit, the profit potential on a Honda Fit may only be $500 to $800, whereas the profit potential on a Jaguar might be 4000 or $5,000. Our job as the agent for the buyer is to find the maximum amount of money available, and that's done through a process of networking with our dealers and finding not only the best deal, but the best dealer to work with. Why do dealers work with you? 
uh, and give you a better price than the consumer walking in off the street. Truly, dealers admire a lack of conflict of interest. They admire the fact that there is a company that does not get, have to get paid by them. And I've been told that time and time again by dealers, that they appreciate the fact that there is some integrity involved with the service. So just to talk a little bit about the state of the car buying market today, do buyers or sellers have the upper hand in today's market? I think buyers now have a much greater aptitude in their car buying process simply because the information, a lot of it is available on the Internet. It doesn't mean that they're going to be able to go into a dealer the way a buyer's agent would go in uh, and save the kind of money that a buyer's agent would, but they have an opportunity to do a lot more homework than they used to be able to do because the information is now much more readily available. So if you go in, say you see the Consumer Reports listing on cars, it has, I guess, a suggested price you should pay, which is less than the um, MSRP. If you ask for that, is that normally a good deal or you're going to give them a better deal than that? CarQ is going to find them a better deal than that, but that's not to say that what's being published is not fair and equitable. Uh, you can find pricing available through consumer reports, through many websites. Uh, the whole idea is that those websites are being paid by car dealers and manufacturers to lure the buyer into the dealership. So they may advertise a price that you should be paying or that your neighbor paid for the car. The dealer's job is to get you in the dealership because once they've got you there, then the pricing can change. They can also add on a lot of aftermarket sell, selling so that they can make up in profit what they give away in the selling price of the car. So uh, one of the secrets that you have is that you're having one dealer compete with another. How far from where the buyer is will you go to find the best deal amongst different dealers for that once you've identified the car? CarQ will shop all over the country. And with uh, companies like Direct Express, where a car can be inexpensively delivered from one area of the country to another, if the pricing is justified, then certainly we would go anywhere. Uh, an example might be if you're shopping in San Francisco, there may be no competition with dealers. You go to Los Angeles, and there may be three times as many dealers, and it's very competitive. It might cost $400 to transport the car from Los Angeles to San Francisco, but the savings justifies it. And that's the only time that we're going to go a distance is if the savings and the price of the car justifies the cost of transport. Well, in fact, I'll tell you the story that you did for me. You got me a car, and I'm in New York, and you ended up finding it in California, and we did transport across the country and saved a lot of money that way, and I was quite surprised even, at how far you went. Even with the cost of transport, there were many thousands of dollars to be saved. Dealers 
are there are some dealers in the country that are extremely aggressive in their pricing, and an agent, a good agent, knows how to ferret out those dealers and ferret out that pricing. And regardless of where the car is going to be transported, again, the savings justifies it. And the car is going to be delivered by an insured transporter. So people will say to me, well, what if something happens to the car as it's being transported? It's insured. The the transport company is going to take care of any problems. And with all the cars that we work with being transported, I don't think I can remember anybody having a problem or an issue. So it certainly is a consideration to have a car transported. And I found a website called Direct Express. Consumers can sign up on their own. And the car can be moved from wherever it's purchased to wherever it's going. Very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg. She is president of CarQ, which helps people get great deals on buying cars. You can find out more at her website, carq.com, or her phone number is 800-517-2277. We'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Attention heroes, current and former firefighters, law enforcement, military, medical, or educational professionals. Heroes can receive rewards averaging over $2,500 when they buy, sell, or refinance a home. Heroes come first. Along with the Homes for Heroes is the nation's largest hero reward program. Their mission is to provide extraordinary savings to heroes who provide extraordinary services to our nation and its communities every day. Learn how you can purchase a home for no down payment, no closing costs, and get money back at closing. Find out how you can own for less than you may pay for rent. Get your hero rewards at heroescomefirst.com. That's heroes, H-E-R-O-E-S, comefirst.com, 888-437-6114. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Jordan. 
Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg. She is the president of CarQ, which is an independent car buying service helping consumers get good deals on their cars. You can find out more at her website, carq.com, or her phone number, 800-517-2277. Welcome back to the show, Linda. Nice to be here. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that people make when they go into a dealer on their own to buy a car? Going into the dealer. <laughs> uh, most folks need to go to a dealership because they've got to see the product. You've got to test drive a car and compare it with other cars. Uh, the dealer, however, is going to try to usurp your time. The more time you invest staying in the dealership, the less apt you are to, number one, get a good deal, and number two, the less apt you are to walk out. Uh, the trick on many, uh, car for many car buyers is they go in with a trade-in and the dealer can take hours of your time just, uh, trying to get an evaluation. So what I recommend is you make your first visit, you do your test drive, Tell the dealer you're there for product information only. Go home and do the rest of it by telephone. When you're ready to sign a contract, have the dealer either fax or email you the terms. And then, of course, you'd have, you may have to go back to the dealership uh, to sign your legal documentation. Uh, at that point in time, again, the dealer is going to try to use as much of your time as possible. So in not wanting to buy extended warranties and not wanting to buy cosmetic protection, they can give you the information and tell them you'd like to think about it. And then once again, make your next approach by telephone. So, it, but when you go back to the dealership, uh, they get you to buy things you don't really need is what you're saying. Yeah, um, I'm not saying that you don't need an extended warranty, but most cars come today with 36-month bumper-to-bumper warranties. There are some manufacturers that offer 100,000-mile 10-year warranties, so you don't need to buy an extended warranty. Uh, but for those folks that want extra protection, they can get the information from the seller and then have a chance to really go home and read about it. These are very complex contracts, and it's, it does take some time to absorb what it is you're really buying if you're buying extended warranties. The other product is cosmetic protection. And in today's world, with the paint that is used on automobiles, the extra dosing of heavy-duty Teflon wax is not really necessary. So don't spend the money. A lot of times where the deal is really made or not made is in the financing, right? They go to the the finance manager in the back you never get to see, and uh, they're going to come up with your monthly payment and with the interest rate. Is that something you have flexibility to negotiate about? Yes. Dealers buy and sell money the same way that they buy and sell cars for profit. And uh, on, for example, a lease, uh, 
a dealer could make $100 a month profit. Well, there's if you know what you're doing and a car buyer's agent is supposed to know what they're doing, you negotiate all of that prior to signing a contract. So you have to know what the buy rates are, and unfortunately, consumers do not have access to that information. Uh, Finance rates are sometimes published by the manufacturer, but dealers are allowed to add on to that to make some profit for themselves. Generally, you'll see a 0% or a 0.9. The dealer doesn't have much opportunity to make any profit at that point in time. So they may then turn their profit to the additional aftermarket selling. So you want to watch carefully to see what is the manufacturer offering for the finance rate. But what are some other things? Not offering a finance rate, and over the last six months, we've seen the zero percents and the point nines disappear. Uh, not all together, because they might have one make and model that's at zero percent or point nine. For example, Subaru right now is offering a zero percent on the Outback, but when you get to uh, the Forester or some of the other models, then you're going back to a conventional interest rate. And we're seeing interest rates right now as an average of about 2.9 to about 3.29. What are some other things that dealers kind of hold back or you don't know about that dealers might get uh, rebates from the manufacturers or various kinds of incentives do they have to tell you that these things are available? They don't have to tell you anything. It's up to the consumer to try to find that information out on their own. I know as an agent, um, my job is to ask and to do my research to make sure that the, the, our client is going to get all the incentive money, all the rebate money. However, dealers are selling cars through their franchise for the manufacturer, and there are favors, financial favors, that the manufacturer provides their franchise holders to encourage them to sell the product. Those types of incentives may be part of the franchise agreement. No one has access to that information except the manufacturer and the owner of the franchise. But consumers do have access to lots of other incentives and rebates. And what have they been lately? Have there been more incentives and rebates lately or less? Less. Uh, when we were in a financial crisis, uh, we started to see the 0% rates and we started to see two and three to $5,000 cash incentives and rebates. Those are slowly disappearing. Uh, the market has been very strong in car sales, and when the market is strong, consumers can expect not to have as many giveaways. But if you're looking to buy a car that has a giveaway program, then what you're giving up is maybe some of the features and the fundamentals of the car you really want. 
So I don't know if it's a good trade-off. I think it's better to be you're going you're going to be with your car for three to five years. You want to make sure that the car that you select may not have all the incentives and rebates, but it may be the car that's best suited for you for that period of time. Let's talk about the advantages of buying versus leasing. First, let's do buying, and then we'll do leasing. So what are the advantages of buying a car and financing it? Um, When you're buying it outright and financing it, you're going to pay an interest rate. The dealer is, again, going to make some money on the interest rate. Uh, and you're using up a goodly amount of possibly your own money, so I don't recommend that you put a down payment. If you're going to finance and you have a good rate, then finance the whole thing at a good rate. Keep your money working for you. Don't put it into a depreciating asset. Uh, this A car is not something that's going to gain you interest later on. So if you're going to finance the car, make sure you're getting a good rate. Make sure the dealer isn't adding on to that rate and put as little money down as possible. Other times when you're financing, people have a budget that they have to adhere to, and that may require that you put something down. But again, put down as little as possible. Is it often better to get financing from another source, like a credit union or a bank, not the captive finance company of the manufacturer? I think you need to shop. I think if you're a good consumer, you you check out with your credit union or two or three credit unions. There are now credit unions that are available to the general public, and I would check with them. Um, I had a recent situation where the client shopped his credit union at 3.65. The dealer was even higher than that, but we went in and negotiated down to 3.25. And it was because the manufacturer was not offering any kind of incentive rate at all. So the dealer was able to essentially charge what the manufacturer was asking and we were able to even get that right down a little bit. But you have to, I, I think, shopping your credit union, shopping your own bank, and being prepared with information before you go to the dealership is is very important. So, But the dealers will respond in a case like that. If they see that there's a legitimate offer for a credit union, they will often respond in kind. You have to be able to say to the to the seller, I've already got a rate of X amount, and frankly, finessing a lower rate takes takes a little bit of genius on the part of the consumer. So let's say the consumer has a rate through their credit union of three six five. You finesse the dealer and tell them that you're going to have a rate that's going to be less than what they're offering. And you don't necessarily have to disclose the rate that you got from the higher rate that you got from your lender or your credit union. Yeah, very good. All right, we're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg. She's the president of CarQ, which is a a leading car buying service, works only for consumers. You can find out more at her website, carq.com, 
or 800-517-2277. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg. She is the president of CarQ, which is a car buying service. You can find out more at her website, carq.com. Welcome back to the show, Linda. I'm grateful to be here. So we talked about the advantage of buying a car. Let's talk about leasing. A lot of people are leasing cars. What is the advantage of leasing a car instead of buying it? Well, leasing has to be understood as a long-term rental. And by doing a long-term rental, you're going to save somewhere around $200 a month. So it's certainly worth a consideration. Uh, A lease is... Of financing, but you're only financing about half of the cost of the car. You're deferring the other half of the cost off to the end of the lease, and that's called the residual. That's the what is projected to be the wholesale or the trade-in value of the car at the end of the term of the lease. What I like about leasing is it allows consumers to get much more car for much less money, and they have um, essentially not a lot of money to put down at the inception. You pay your first month's rent, a bank fee, any state documentation fees, your registration fees. Generally, you shouldn't be putting more than maybe around $1,500 into the inception fees. But it's allowing you to have a long-term finance rate, and the rates are usually less than the actual financing of a car rate would be, Um, and it gives you such a spectacularly low uh, payment. Most people tend to do leases on higher-end cars. Is that, it makes more sense if the car is more expensive? Is that the way it works? 
Well, I find now that people will lease a Honda Fit as well as a Lexus. So I, I see it across the board. As people become more familiar with what a lease actually is, a long-term rental, um, they're adapting their thinking. It also allows people to keep a big amount of their own money, earning money because they're not having to come up with a lot of money to buy the car. So I think that across the board, I'm seeing interest in any make, any model, and most, at most price points. What about a credit rating? Do you need a better credit rating to do leases than you do financing? Your FICA score should be 720 or higher in order to qualify for the for the very top, what we call the top tier rates, 680 to 720 may also get you in the door of the top tier rates. But generally, if you're financing or leasing, uh, that lower FICA score is going to get you into what we call the two, tier two rates. So you're going to pay a little bit higher for the, the cost of money. Anything on a lease um, below 680 is probably going to be difficult to get financed. But I have seen people with FICA scores as low as 500 have still qualified for leasing or financing because there may be a story to tell about why their FICA score has dropped to that level. So I do think that it's always worth a consideration. So let's talk about the cars themselves now. What are some of the new features coming out in cars uh, that you think do and do not make sense when people are buying a car these days? Well, I like the safety features. I, I, I think what they're doing with safety is so relevant. And I defer to the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety and Consumer Reports to see what it, you know, they're, they're bringing out. But they, since they brought out airbags, front, rear, and side airbags, rear view cameras, blind spot monitors, uh, braking assist, autom- automatic braking, uh, some of these features are well worth the expenditure. And I think that people can, again, through doing some research, can find which makes and which models give them the safety features that they want. You may not get all the safety features you want on a Honda Accord, but you might get them on a higher-end vehicle. You may not want to spend the money for a higher-end vehicle just for the safety options but do find a lot of good safety options no matter what because your insurance costs are going to be reflective of the fact that the car that you select has the greater amount of safety features. In addition to safety features, what are some of the other things that car makers are adding as options that you think might or might not make sense? Well, the sound systems in cars today have become extravagant, very complex, and it seems that consumers want those things. Things like power windows and door locks, adjustable power seats, 
um, adjustable outside power mirrors. These are these are items that have now become much more standard than than would be an additional cost, for example. So, looking at when you're comparing one make and model to the other, take a look and see what the manufacturer is going to give you for the price point you want to pay. It seems like there are packages. You can't kind of do individual things. You get a package like a luxury package or a premium package, you either get a lot of stuff or you don't. You can't, like, pick and choose individual features as you could in the well, past. Manufacturers are also very smart, and they may put all the things you want except for two items in one package. And in order to get those other two items, you have to upgrade to one other package. So you have to really be discriminating and you should discretion in what it is you really need. Sometimes they're offering a lot of excess that you don't really have to have that are just nice things to have. But think about your own driving standards. What is it that makes you feel comfortable? What makes you feel safe? And does the product you're picking out offer those items to you? So another hot area is electric cars, both pure electrics like Teslas and hybrids that are kind of half electric, half gas. Is, is that going to be taking over the car industry? I mean, that's certainly the way a lot of companies are investing in that area. I see it as the future. I think electric vehicles are coming into their own and they're here to stay. Uh, I think Tesla is the most overpriced vehicle that's available. I think that there are other uh, electric vehicles. There's the Hyundai Ioniq. Uh, the Volkswagen offers the e-Golf. Nissan has the Leaf. BMW offers the i3. Kia has the Soul electric vehicle. So there are a lot of vehicles that are out there that have great safety ratings and that are the future of the marketplace. Those electric vehicles would be best leased because you don't know, none of us know, how that electric market is going to react three or four years in, from now. So if you're going to go into an electric car, I would suggest that you lease it, let the manufacturer take the chance, and at the same time, you get the benefit of the electric car. I don't see hybrids doing as well as the electric cars are doing. And why is that? I mean, they had a big period where hybrids were quite hot. Why are they being overshadowed well, by electric? It's an initial introduction into what could be. And I think now people realize that they can. there's a place to plug in their car. And if they can run on electric and help keep the planet clean, and not have to pay absorbent rates for gasoline, then, yes, you see people going to electric before hybrids. Um, Toyota had the, has the Prius hybrid. It doesn't sell as well as it did when it was first introduced to the marketplace. So in addition to electrics, the other big thing that's coming, at least there's a lot of investment being made, are driverless cars, the so-called autonomous vehicles. 
Uh, everybody says this is going to take over the world. What is your view of autonomous driverless cars? I don't see it taking over the world, and I think they have a long way to go. I hear from consumers time and time again, I love driving my car. And that means they don't want the car driven for them. They enjoy the process of driving their own car. And when you get into the autonomous cars, there's still a lot of safety features that are not being offered. And I don't think that the consumer is quite ready to give up the love of driving their own car and the instability of what can go wrong on autopilot. So there have been some accidents so far. Do you think it's, the technology is going to get there so it really will be quite safe, you know, say five years from now? technology, like all technology with vehicles, will eventually get there, but I also think that, that it'll be a compromise to what consumers want. And as long as a consumer likes to drive the car rather than be driven, then I think you're going to find that the autopilot-type cars are still a long way off. I definitely think that the safety of, of driving under someone else's guidance is consumers want to drive. They want to have the control and feel safe. But once cars come out and the safety can't be questioned, then I think you'll see many, many more autopilot cars on the road. I just don't see it as being something that's going to take place maybe for another 10 years. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg. She's the president of CarQ, which is a car buying service. You can see she's very knowledgeable about getting you, uh, helping you get a good deal on your car. Uh, her website is carq.com. Her phone number, 800-517-2277. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. 
My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg, president of CarQ, which is a car buying service. Her website, carq.com. Welcome back to the show, Linda. Nice to be with you. We've talked about new cars, but let's talk about used or pre-owned cars. Do you help people negotiate that, and, and how does that process work, and how is that different from going with a new car? Well, in deciding first on a used car, you want to decide your price point. You want to decide what it is you want to drive. Is it a sedan? Is it a coupe? Is it an SUV? People will call me and say, well, I want a used car. Well, there are 10,000 used cars out there. You've got to reduce it to the right make and model so that the car that you're going to end up selecting, that it's going to serve your purposes for the next few years. Uh, you also have to do diligence. If you, Once you've decided the make and the model that you want, stick to it, create an ideal profile for yourself, and don't vary. If you decide you want a four-door sedan, don't waste your time looking for an SUV or a small two-door coupe. So stay focused on exactly your ideal profile. Once you've gone through and test-driven, and that's always important, you want to have a Carfax run. Carfax.com can be easily accessible on the Internet, and you put in the vehicle identification number, and it will give you a history of ownership, of history, of performance, and it will tell you all you need to know about the car you're considering. If the car passes Carfax and you want to proceed, then you want to start looking at pricing. And with used cars, I think you can be fairly comfortable in going to Kelly Blue Book, which is kbb.com, um, and you'll find numbers called trade-in, private party, and retail. Trade-in is something you ignore. Private party is, in essence, the wholesale or the low book value of that car. You want to pay somewhere around that private party price, and you certainly don't want to pay retail. And generally, dealers are asking retail pricing. So you want to remember to stay closer to the private party or between private party and trade-in value. Um, and then once you've had, you've come to an agreement, before you sign a contract, have a diagnostic performed. Never buy a pre-owned car without a diagnostic. Even if the seller says, oh, well, we've had the manufacturer do it and it's certified, have your own diagnostic performed. Get it in writing so that you know the mechanical aspects of the car. Then, after all that is done, then you sit down and you work out your final pricing with your seller. I Uh, find it's always better to buy a pre-owned car from a, a seller that's directly involved with the brand. So if you're buying a used Kia, try to buy it from a Kia dealer. If you're buying a Ford, buy it through a Ford dealer. You want someone there that can stand behind the product. If you're buying a Honda 
and you buy it through a Jaguar dealer, the Jaguar dealer has no vested interest in the long-term repairs or parts. So, again, try to stay with the brand and the seller that represents the brand. What role do you play in helping people get a good deal on a pre-owned car? I do all of that homework. I find out what the valuation of the vehicle should be. I do a market review. I provide that in the form of a written report to my clients. And then as I'm shopping, I'm not the one, I'm not going to be wasting time looking at the wrong cars. I, I know at that point in time exactly the ideal profile my client has created, and we get right down to the make and model and try to find the right seller for that make and model. And How then I oversee the car facts, and I oversee the diagnostic. How do people uh, not get too little for their trading? If they're trading in an existing used car... Apparently, that's an area of abuse that people can get too little for. How can you prevent them from getting too little? You have to play the waiting game, Jordan. I'll give you an example. I'm working on a car where the the dealer offered fifty five hundred for the car, for the trade in, and we waited, and then they offered six thousand for the car. And by the time we got finished, my client wanted sixty eight hundred. We ended up accepting sixty five hundred. That was a thousand dollar increase more than what the client was able to get on their own. So it's a matter of just waiting it out. When you're buying a car, time is always on your side. Um, if you are too eager to buy a car, you're going to overspend it, whether it's new or pre-owned, whether it's a trade-in or it's financing. So play the waiting game. The dealer will be back. They always are. You have three different levels of service. Just talk about the different ways that you can use CarQ to get a car. CarQ offers something called a deal review where the client goes out and they find their own car, their own deal. But before they sign the contract, CarQ reviews the deal tells the client how much they can improve it by, and then they can use that information to go back to the dealer and renegotiate their own deal. If the client decides that they don't want to go back and renegotiate, that we have found them a better price, then they can move up to our full service where we then complete everything. And the other option that they have is just to use us for pricing information. They come to me. They have an ideal profile created. They want to know what they should pay for the car. And we do uh, some research, not the thorough research that we would do, say, for the full service, but we'll contact half dozen to eight dealers and we'll figure out what price point they should be at if they're going to go out on their own. I like the deal review for the buyer that's aggressive, that wants to go out on their own, but they want a professional to review that deal before they sign on the dotted line. I like the full service for those people that just don't have the time or energy or the inclination to want to go out and have to do it on their own. 
Um, you have to remember that a buyer's agent has access to the language of the industry, access to the top people of the industry, and we don't have to put in the time that the consumer has to put in on their own. What kind of a difference have you made in your clients' car buying experiences? Just tell me a story or two. Generally, across the board, I think that people find that it relieves them of a tremendous amount of stress. Most car buyers do not know how or if they've done a good job, if they've really managed to beat the dealer out of the best deal. And I work with clients on a daily basis who have put a certain amount of time and energy into it and realize and recognize they cannot do it on their own. It's a very difficult process. These are very intelligent people that work at car dealerships. When you get into management and finance management, these are folks that really know how to take the consumer's money. And there is every story has the same ending. If you go out and you do it on your own, chances are you're going to overspend. Somebody is smarter than you, and they're going to take your money away from you. If you hire somebody and pay them a fee, and they don't have a conflict of interest, you're assured of getting a great deal of saving all the money and being removed from the stress of having to outsmart the smartest people in the car dealership. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Linda Goldberg. She's the president of CarQ, which, as you can see, is a car buying service that's helped a lot of people get good deals on cars, both new cars and pre-owned cars. You can find out more at her website, carq.com. Her phone number is 800-517-2277. Thanks so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show, Linda. You're very welcome, and I hope you all enjoy the day. Thank you so much, and we'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.